This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Time now for the Six Rings postgame show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Fake to Stevenson. Jones going deep. Oh, incomplete. Lieutenant for Rager. That was such a beautiful ball by Mac Jones. He put it only where Rager could get it. And he just drops it. Let through his hands. Mac Jones once again making the mistake today of throwing a long pass to one of his receivers that hit him in the hands. He obviously at this point should realize that that's not a good idea. Actually, later on, he still hadn't learned the lesson. Then at the end of the game, he threw another pass. That hit uh, Juju Smith-Schuster in the hands, Andy, and he was unable to catch that. And as a yeah. matter of fact, he actually bumped it to uh, a player on the other team, which brought about an interception for Mac Jones and the end of the football game. Your final Washington Commanders 20, New England Patriots 17. This is our number two of the Six Rings postgame show here on Boston Sports Original. WEEI 617-779-7937 is the Gridiron Grouse Line where you can get out your Foxborough frustrations and we are here for you right now. Let's get back on it. Andy, we go down to Florida. Adam is in Orlando. He's confused how to feel about the Patriots. Join the party, Adam. (laughs) What's up, fellas? How's the foliage looking up there? It's falling faster than the Patriots. Wow, Andy with the zing. Wow, wow. Uh, but yeah, as you said, I'm conflicted on how I feel about the Patriots, but not on how they are as a team. I definitely think they are a bad team. I'm more conflicted on how to feel during these games, because during that final drive, I found myself cheering for them in my heart, but my head was saying, no, we need to lose this to get the first pick or get one of the good picks. But even to the next step, even if we get that first st- or that early round pick, I don't know if they're going to choose the right guy. We don't have the track record of drafting correctly, especially on the offense. 
Plus, every year, I always think that our coach is just going to trade back. I mean, can you imagine getting the fifth round, fifth overall pick and him just thinking, hmm, how many late-round picks can we get for this? Because that's always what he seems to do. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong in a lot of ways, Adam, and I'm glad you at least put – it's okay to put voice to that particular frustration, the confusion, Andy, that we're all feeling right now. Of like, I, yeah, I can't help but want to root for you, but at the same time I know nothing – probably not much very good except you know it's ah, it's so confusing adam because you know nothing good can come from trying to lose or so you think except players that will help you win again or not lose but the guys that'll learn the lesson of how not to win are probably going to be gone when you bring in those new players like it's just such a cyclone of crap welcome to the bottom of the nfl where certain teams have gotten used to this existence and we haven't well, anyway, Adam, thanks very thanks much for, the for call, stopping Adam. by the therapy session. Enjoy the rest of your drive and that Florida sunshine. Oh, by the way, uh, it got dark today. Sunset was 4.33, so we've got that to look forward to. It's dark days, literally and figuratively, in New oh, England. My. They have struck. And Adam's right. We all have some form of PTSD from whatever the last 20-plus years have been, good and bad, Belichick, because like the trading back was part of the good years. Right, like that was part of the 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 not so lean years, as Bill likes to call them. And now you're worried. A, is it going to be Bill? I'm not actually worried because I don't think it's going to be Bill. The guy might screw it up. I don't know who it's going to be that's going to make the pick that you're going to have somewhere between two and ten. But I don't think it's going to be Bill. And then you just have to worry if the new guy knows what he's doing because lots of new guys screw it up in various cities all across the NFL every year. All right, let's see. We'll make our way down now to the 201. Jeff is in New Jersey. What's up, Jeff? What's going on, guys? I feel like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. It's another Patriots loss. Yeah, another brutal Patriots loss. Uh, maybe we should, you know what, Joe Braverman, every time we come back today, the rest of the show, let's just rejoin with Sonny and Shares. I got you, babe, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I got to say, watching the game today, the receivers were the problem. Uh, I'm not a Mac, Mac apologist by any means, but, I mean, Rager's got to catch the ball. Juju's got to catch the ball. You got one job to do. And, you know, like the caller before said in Florida, I, I don't even know if I want to go, what are we going to go, 2-15 and 15 at this point? Yep. I don't even want to do that because what are we going to do, trade back? Even though my uh, buddies in our text chains are like, yeah, trade the pick, draft every receiver, and hope for the best. So, (laughs) I don't know. It's starting to get really annoying at this point. Uh, Yeah, it is. It is. is. Andy, that's a very good point. You and uh, our most recent caller, what was that? Uh, Hold on a second. That was Jeff in New Jersey. Thank you very much for the call, Jeff. Appreciate it. Uh, So, that's a great point. Like, obviously, the last 20-some-odd years that weren't so thin around here, as Coach reminds us, uh, there was so much winning that we shouldn't complain about much, and there's also the Bill Simmons theory that for every championship you're not allowed to complain for five years. Thereby, it's actually the Ted complain. Sarandis theory that he stole. But sorry, oh, well, see, but it, all right. It, that being said, if you're going to steal or borrow, you steal and borrow from the best. Right. You should just always do an HT or say like, and as the great Ted Sarandis reminds us, you can't complain for five years after you won a championship. Right. And I, God bless Ted Sarandis, Boston sports radio legend. Uh so we shouldn't complain for 30 years combined or something like that. But we are mass holes, so that's what we do. We're excellent at complaining and blaming other people for our problems. That said, people do sort of have this weird 
stress disorder over the draft, as in like, all right, we're going to have an awesome pick. How can we figure out a way to blow this one? Like, people are already, it's November 5th. So you're saying people we're are back. already freaking out about the draft in six. Well, first, we shouldn't be talking about the draft, but we're already stressing out about the draft six months from now because people are thinking, how can Belichick screw this one up? So what you're telling me, though, is we're back. We're back to our roots of you're ruining my sama. It always goes wrong for New England. We were like losers for years, right? Mm-hmm. From the 86 kind of on. To the early 2000s, we were losers. It always fell apart. Oh, we're going to get Tim Duncan. We didn't get Tim Duncan. Like There were just various pitfalls and downfalls along the way until we hit the title era, and then everything seemed to go our way for so long. So we're back to our roots, especially those of us of a certain age. We're kind of back to who we grew up being. Is that a good thing? I don't think it is. It doesn't feel well, like I it. mean, that's that's what thickens your palms, puts a little hair on the chest, and steals you against the New England winters and how tough the rest of the yeah. world is. So yeah. this will make us this will make us more of who we were or who we used to be. With no pink hats, we're not going to be S A W F T. This will harden us around the edges and make us better fans and better people. Or so I continue to try yeah. to tell myself. Yeah. Uh, the problem is we got all these fancy things now and pro shops and lighthouses and world's biggest outdoor video boards and all that jazz that say we should be the top of the top and we've got DVDs and history, and people continue to look at the logo and say, "Oh, those are the Patriots, you know, they're they're the they're the gold standard of the NFL." As far as I can see right now, the Patriots are the gold standard in terms of making too many mistakes, being, as we said earlier, producer Joe Braverman, consistently inconsistent and in finding ways to defeat yourself. And I would like to push back against was it Jeff, the last caller? Ah, uh, that was yes, just the receivers. Jeff, who lives at home, I believe. I mean, don't we all live at home? No, it's just a movie title. Bad reference. Go on. He's from New Jersey. Um, but, like, Mac misthrows, too. Like, I'm not just going to mm-hmm. put this. You know what I would argue about <laughs> the old Rich McKay line? Coach, what'd you, what do you think of the execution of your offense? I'm all for it, <laughs> he said back in the day. <laughs> that's how I feel. Top, by the way, in the, in, the, in the history of football, that's got to be a top ten line. Absolutely. It's a very well-run organization. Is it? Yeah, the, the tongue bath they were giving them just for showing them around the lighthouse and how you can right. see into Boston and how nice the foliage is. Come on. They did an awesome job on that. It's an amazing video screen and whatever else. The on-field whoa, whoa, whoa. And does it is... work? Does the video screen work? Yeah. Oh, because I was just wondering, because Demario Douglas dropped a ball. The replay showed clear as day that his hands were up by his chest and the football was down in his uh, sack region. And the, the crowd was like, boo. And I'm like. We have the biggest screen outdoor in the history of the world, and you can't see that that wasn't a catch. Well, that what was were they a booing? Bit of a hometown thing. I mean, uh, how about you just be quiet? Like you embarrass yourself if you boo at something that obvious. There's plenty of other stuff to boo at. Plenty of stuff to boo about. But yeah, that? but they want. But it's more fun. You and I, you know, it's more fun to boo the officials and things not going your way, as opposed to actually, you know, booing the things that well, properly that. properly deserve a. The Raz, if you will. Yeah, but people tell me when I boo at high school games that I'm being a bad parent. <laughs> yeah, it is the high school level. We still no, they're be, terrible. Wait, you boo at high school? Jeez. When there is a flag thrown from like 45 yards away when two inf- two officials that are five yards away don't call anything, yes, I boo. Oh, yeah, and by the way, and, and uh, full disclosure, I, I have to depart the postgame show a couple minutes early this evening because I'm coaching a football game tonight in the semifinals as well. There is nothing quite like... Nothing quite like when you're standing on the field and a play takes place that is pivotal to the game where points are scored and the ref is all the way across the field and says, I was all the way over here. How'd you see it? 
What, what do you think? Of, what, what do you think a coach is supposed to say? Yeah, that's clearly for the benefit of the other team. I mean, what do you? I mean, be in position, make the right call. I mean, they stink at all yeah. levels. I saw a lot of complaints today about the officiating. Like, oh, today's a, it's every game at every level from flag straight up through the NFL, mm-hmm. high school, Pop Warner. I've been to them all. They all stink. But I'm just like consistent. last week, uh, the refs were not the reason the Patriots lost. Let's get that no. out of the way. No, no, no. 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 Very the Patriots no, were, were the reason. Re- the Redskins weren't even the reason the Patriots lost. The Patriots were the reason the Patriots lost. Or the They're commanders. not good enough. Right. That's what people call them now, the commanders. Oh, yeah, sorry. I still call them the football team. I see, but if we could just meet at football team, I think we would be. Uh, I think we would all be very happy. Six one seven. I like the artist formerly known as the football team. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. There's your telephone number. Hop on the horn if you want to get your grouse on about today's football game. Who would you like to blame? I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. On the move, Myers gets it on the jet sweep. Myers down the sideline. What a cut! Touchdown, Jacoby Myers! Groundhog Day all over again in Foxborough. Patriots find a way to lose a game that easily could have been tied or won. Your final score, 20-17. to 17. And here we are in the Six Rings postgame show. As always, living in oblivion. That is the new state of affairs with the New England Patriots. That, of course, on the rejoin, that would be Jacoby Myers. Remember him? Yeah. Ah, those were good times. Hey, why can't we get a guy like that? He got yeah, open. Hey, cue the, the Bob LaBelle. How come we can't get guys like that? Jacoby Myers already uh, with some big catches and a touchdown run in for the Raiders, who are back. And we'll get into a little bit of that action later on, Andy. What a totally dysfunction junction that place turned into. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Antonio Pierce and Josh McDaniels infighting. Weird references. Players calling out coaches. Oh, what a mess. Why, it almost sounds like it's as messy as it is in Foxborough right now. Uh, by the way, just to update everyone on how things were going with the secondary and how the players in question that were mentioned during Bill Belichick's presser are feeling right about now, Andy. So we heard that J.C. Jackson was mad, big mad, that he was benched for the first two drives, didn't want to talk to reporters. Uh, Jack Jones, uh, according to at Bean underscore 26, shout out to the Green Bean 1 through 25 first, uh, Jack Jones liked a tweet from someone that said, yo, at President Jack, you really should have just pleaded guilty at this point. 
Uh, to which our pal Matt Doloff, who works for uh, Brand X <laughs> down the road, said Jack Jones implying he'd rather be in prison than the Patriots locker room. Oh, man, Fourier was right. It really is getting worse. And then Andrew Callahan, our pal at the Boston Herald, said Jack Jones left the building, according to Patriots PR. No postgame interviews for him or J.C. Jackson, who declined to speak. Jones missed the entire first quarter while Jackson sat for the first two drives. Uh, for the next rejoin, uh, producer Joe Braverman, let's grab the theme to the Lego movie because everything is awesome. I thought you were going to recommend like Jailhouse Rock or something if that was oh what gosh. we were going for. Oh, Cue the circus music. Do, 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 do. Oh, One of those yeah. old no, school. Seriously, uh, I, it, what an, uh, this has the potential to, I don't even know. What, I mean, what are you going to do? What's Bill going to do? Just Are we going to cut him this week? And then that's why we brought in the new guy this week who didn't start. Uh, what was his name? I Austin even, something. Austin Alexson. Alex Osterman. Uh, I don't know. Osterman Weekend. There's another. I'm just going to work in as many mo obscure movie titles as I can to today's postgame show. You know what, Andy? To We're going to have to entertain ourselves because the Patriots sure didn't do a good enough job on this day or many others this season. Uh, let's go down to the 203, or it could be the 860. Back here on the phones, Andy. Mark is in Connecticut. He's got some. Uh, he's got some people. He's Dunsky with. What's up, Mark? Fitzy Hart. I'm actually nine seven eight. I'm with you boys. Okay. Um, so I've been calling you guys for weeks now, week yep. after week, and we're talking about the youngins playing. Hmm. I'm tired of Bill Belichick ignoring the questions about Kayshawn Butte. All right, put the kid out there. He played good in college. He had a good preseason. He had a great um, practice this week. Why is he not on the field? And Juju Smith-Schuster should not have been in that position to make that catch. Bob Douglas was making that catch all day long, except that one that he supposedly dropped it because they couldn't, because they were able to get a review in because some guy decided to fall. So they oh, were that able flop to. Was you know, brutal. Obviously, yep. Yeah, that fall was well brutal. Played. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, what is going on here that we can't get this kid on the field and get these bums off of there. Juju Smith-Schuster is done, okay? He was overpaid. Cut your losses. He's a bum. All right, Mark. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. He, and the funny thing was, I was thinking earlier, like, as as I'm listening to the game and making some notes, I'm thinking maybe Andy is going to say, like, today was the day Pop Douglas, pop culture became a phenomenon. Look at the way he was able to rise to the occasion. And Juju Smith-Schuster made us feel like it was Jacoby who because he played his best game and then ugh. oh it was it was his best yeah. game until it wasn't he caught six of seven balls for 51 yards he had the catch what one play earlier where it was a nice hands diving I believe Vilma even compared it to or maybe that was a pop Douglas one but he made a nice hands catch um and then the bottom fell out he still only averaged 8.5 yards per reception which is well, up that's, from a, like that's long five. for the Patriots Andy. yeah I know. It's long for him. He's been down at like 5.9 or something mm -hmm. most of the year. Um, I, I don't even know the answer to the booty thing. All I can tell you is I think there's at least a chance that it had to do with him being so open with the media about like his number being called and it's been hard not playing since week one. I think there may be some old school Belichickian rule that was broken, just like when Pop Douglas had to be benched after the fumble and the different things. And you can say these are... Um, the game has passed him by. He's got to go. But this is what he's always done. I gave you the Matt Light example back in 2001. That was pre-Dynasty. Yeah. Like, he believed in it then. He believes in it now. And maybe it's wrong. Um, but I will say, very interesting. So we're yeah. ripping Bill Belichick from the East Coast. 
Did you see Samuel L. Jackson, random Twitter guy to bring up, um, wondering when we're going to start talking about maybe Sean McVay should be canned by the Rams after they had an ugly loss today to the Packers? So uh, let's see, hold on, Samuel at let's see there he is. Coaches coast to coast getting ripped. At what point do we start the Rams coaching conversation? Wow, mm. wow, how about that? Old Nick Fury himself. Shut Would you take him? <laughs> wow. Would you take Sean McVay? Uh, should, would I take Sean McVay right now? Yeah. Absolutely. And the first thing he would probably do is <laughs> trade Cole Strange. <laughs> that is probably good. Good pull by you. Well Thank done. Thank you very much. I, yeah, I, oh, my God. That audio of him and Les yep. Need and laughing. And I will at... strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger. Look at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's it's going to go. So, oh, hey, here we go. Jack Jones Instagram story. I'm going to send this. Uh, there we go. I'm going to uh, Joe Braverman. I'm going to pass that to Uh-oh. you right this now. Can't be good. Nope. But he went Instagram. He did a little Instagram live story. And I am not going to play the audio right now because I not that sure not how clean. filtered or unfiltered it is. But Joe, if you could grab that and see if that can be played on the radio, that would be terrific. Um, this is going to get messy. This is going to get messy. You know how we, we say like winning is the ultimate salve, bomb, panacea, whatever, like winning cures all. Well, losing and consistently losing and being frustrated by, uh, I, I won't say, uh, we'll, say a, we'll say a program, a coach, um, a president, who, however you'd like to refer to Bill Belichick. Obviously, coach is the most appropriate description. But someone who is too disciplinary and who's too harsh, who could be a little antiquated, if you will, Andy. Uh, draconian, some may say, for mm. the deep pull. Uh, is not obviously not going over well, and this is going to come to a head. I don't know. We're going to share the clip that we mentioned earlier, everybody. There was a clip going around at the real Gresh put it out. He noticed it. I think a lot of people wondered what Jonathan Kraft was saying in the booth as he was sitting next to his father watching the Patriots to this afternoon. Um, I'll share that one, and I would love people to try to figure out exactly what they're saying. Right now, the the predominant line of thinking is Jonathan saying, we're not good enough. Um I guess maybe that's what it was. They certainly are not good enough, but I'm very curious to see what other people can make of it. In the interim, let's go to, all right, you know, it's one of those days. Let's see if you can enlighten us with your glib wittery, Jake in Boston. Guys, this is a great, this is a great loss. This loss is a win, <laughs> and winning this game would have been a loss. You moved up four or five spots in the draft. You have a tiebreaker now against Washington, who's also going to be in this position here. This was a good day, and this game was so boring that I got my expense reports done. Like, the Patriots went from musty TV to mere background noise. Now, first yeah. of all, Jonathan mm-hmm. Vilma, great college player, decent pro, but, God, what an awful, awful broadcaster he is. Two, the biggest loss of your week was not dumping assets for picks. Because, you know, you're not going to re-sign Kyle Dunner. I mean, look at what the Bears did last week. They got two firsts this year already. Mm -hmm. They made a move for Sweat. They extended him. They have $66 million in cap space, I believe. They get to make their decision on whether Justin Fields has it in year four of his his extension. And they could potentially surround him with talent like an offensive lineman with those two picks or deal for more. Like, they're in a great spot. Third, fifth year, are you going to Germany? I am not. So you're not going to be like the organizational PR piece over there, like Baghdad Bob, like you were from 2020 to 22. Listen, that'll be a fun trip. I'm I'm excited for the Patriots fans going. Please 
have a great time, and especially the wives and the girlfriends of Patriot players have a great time. Frankfurt's rather dull, but they're quite the red light district. So I am begging everyone, go get your pretzels, get your schnitzel, more ways than one. Just have a blast because we need losses, losses, losses. Get obliterated. Get the guys obliterated. We are tanking. Come with us. This is not just about your first-round pick. This is about your second-round pick as well. And right now I think we're number three, which would be number 35 or 36. Like, give me two picks in the top 40 for a change, and then let's see what other assets you can trade and give me a draft board which is workable for next season and beyond. That's what this season's all about. Enjoy it. Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift are here in December. And with that, I am out. All right. It sounds like Jake from Boston, Andy, uh, would like the first seat at your Thanksgiving dinner table. Yes, and what's our first uh, past hors d'oeuvre we'll have at Thanksgiving? Yeah, what are we going to serve at Thanksgiving supper? By the way, in case anyone doesn't know what we're speaking of, let me just quickly catch you up. This week on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, and I would highly recommend you subscribe to it because we are doing the damn best job we can to entertain ourselves and hopefully you during this morass of ineptitude, unfortunate football, and occasional suckery that is going on right now with your New England Patriots at Gillette Stadium and wherever else. Andy, we tried to come up with a phrase or something we could uh, pin to the idea of trying hard but ultimately not winning. And Andy said it would be sitting down to a Thanksgiving dinner. So it is, we are celebrating the holiday of Thanksgiving, apparently. Uh, Jake from Boston trying to take a negative and spin it into a positive, as only he can, by saying this was a great loss. If it's such a great loss, and I understand why he might be saying that, but at the same time, if it's such a great loss, then why do you have people in the secondary leaving without talking to reporters, people being paid millions of dollars dropping footballs, fans arguing online, and a sad trombone of a tailgate? Where, Andy, you know I like to point out each and every week, uh, or at least highlight what the vibe or mood was. Holy smokes. When I got there today, you would have almost wondered, Hey, uh, is there a game today? Guys? Really? Like, it was lightly attended, and the tailgate was flatter than Kyrie Irving's earth. Oh, that's not good. No, no. It was did you see the, a nice did you, day I told a... you earlier, I said that it sounded like Fox was pumping in crowd noise like during the, the COVID days. Hmm, that's not good because nice day, winnable game. Like you should have, if you want winning, you should mm -hmm. have had some energy, some hope, some belief that, oh, yeah, you can go beat the uh, Commanders today and then the Colts and then the Giants and we got a little win streak and that whole thing if that's the side of the street you're playing on. Yeah, I did when I when they first showed uh, the sideline reporter, Shannon Spay. I saw in the background a lot of empty seats on that, that upper level, which there is were. normally full in Gillette. Oh, it was, it well, was you know, anything it's normally entertaining. Well, it used to be. <laughs> not normally. Not really anymore. Oh, my gosh. I actually oh. thought today's game was mildly entertaining in a... Yeah. Um, two bad teams competing kind of way. Uh, yeah, no, it was definitely. It yeah, was I was entertained. Of, it was a little bit. Uh, were you not entertained? Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a little bit of a, Andy. It was kind of like what we referred to the 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 uh, the struggle, the competition for the right tackle position. It was a little bit of a bum fight today. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, that's worse than it's the fine. alternative, like getting your butt kicked and just sit. Like, if you had played a good football team today, the way you played, you probably would have gotten smoked. But oh, and rightfully so. Yeah. But Don't worry, that'll you, happen in a couple weeks. Washington has all the pieces to be a better football team. In, well, they did. Time. They traded some of them. <laughs> yeah, they did. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly, you know, what uh, 
trading those guys. Uh, apparently, just people that can rush the passer were not part of their game plan. I'm not sure exactly what else it is that they need or they want. But that being said, um, there's a lot of talent on Washington's offense as well. And you can see with the right, like, obviously, Eric Bieniemy has done a lot with Sam Howell. He's got, like we said, he's got quick feet. He's got a strong arm. Like, he's a gamer. He had well over 300 yards passing today. He's got great assets to throw to between Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown's not bad, but, like, uh, Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin become 1-1A one one on this football team and a lot of other teams, but especially uh, the Patriots as well. Time for one more call, Andy, before we get to the break. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Uh, oh, how about this? John is in Wyndham, New Hampshire. A youngster cares to join the Six Rings. Will be nice, John. What's up, buddy? So, um, I don't think it was Bill Belichick's fault or the defense's fault. They lost, The Washington Commanders lost Chase Young and lost his sweat. They still couldn't win. So, I don't think – Matt Jones is playing really bad today. So, uh, I don't think it was Bill Belichick's fault. Well, I appreciate you calling the show, buddy. Thanks so much. I think this was uh... – a lot of times the the most fun answer, the, the best answer or the right answer, it's subjective like a lot of opinions, and we've all got them, but sometimes the the right answer is not the most fun answer. This is a loss where everyone can share a big, hearty slice of the blame pie, unfortunately. The receivers, the quarterback, the coaches, every, special teams, everyone deserves a big old piece of the blame pie today, and there is plenty to go around. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. We'll get back to your calls when we come back. We'll continue to examine the fallout from this game. It could get worse. You've got secondary members grousing online about their lack of involvement early on in the game today. Receivers owning their lot in the loss. Oh, boy, Andy. What a mess. But what a show. It's Six Rings here on WEEI. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bill, back to the decision to not play Kayshawn Booty. Um, I know you chose who you wanted to out there and activate who you wanted, but earlier this week you said it was probably one of his best practices of the year uh, in terms of the week. Why did you make those comments, I guess, then? What did you see during practice? Because it was. In, in what areas? I thought it was. Yeah, I thought he had a good week of practice. That's why I said that. Just not good enough to activate him? Yeah, we activated the other four receivers. And Mike. I mean, really, Mike's our fifth receiver. Okay, so right now online, that was Patriots coach Bill Belichick in his postgame presser today talking about the decision not to start Kayshawn Butte, actually not even to activate him this week. A few weeks ago, he asked if he could be freed. Uh... And I think he thought he was actually going to get activated this week and play football because the Patriots have a massive deficit of talent at the wide receiver position. Instead, you have Jalen Rager missing long bombs, Juju having balls bounce off his $11 million hands at the end of the game, and now you've got people in the secondary liking tweets about going back to jail, which is great. 
or going to jail in the first place. Now you've got Julian Edelman jokingly tweeting, draft research begins today. He's chugging an energy drink and furiously typing into a computer that obviously is not on at the moment. Um, let's see. Jeff Howe tweeted just a few minutes ago. This is, this is going to be, ooh, boy. Uh, hey, what a great week to go to London uh, or Germany. Maybe I'm lucky that I'm not going. Patriots cornerbacks J.C. Jackson. This was five minutes ago from at Jeff P. Howe of The Athletic. Patriots cornerbacks J.C. Jackson and Jack Jones opened the game against the Commanders on the bench today due to recent performance issues per sources. Both entered the game later. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so there's there are better, uh, better options at corner, better options at receiver. We did the right. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't. I'm not sure he knows. I'm not I don't sure. I think Bill anyone knows. knows, Andy. I really don't. I really. I really don't. What a what a disaster! I think that's accurate. This is a bit of a disaster right now, unless you're rooting for it to be blown up. If you're root, if you're genuinely, I know we talk about it a lot, but if you're genuinely rooting for Bill uh-huh. to be gone, high pick, that whole sort of blow it up, rebuild kind of thing, then I guess this is actually what you're looking for, because it's bad, and I think it's going to get worse. I mean, I mean, when you have veterans that can't talk to the media, like Jack Jones and J.C. Jackson, especially J.C. Jackson, who the Patriots kind of saved from what was a miserable situation for him in Los Angeles. Yep. Um, to now come here and be equally miserable just in yeah. a different capacity. What is it, three weeks later, a month later, equally miserable now? Um, and, and I said this to you, I really think that Bill's game delayed or saved so many things just winning that game that was the morning of the belichick extension talk and i had told you i thought we were going down the road where you're going to start to have like soap opera whispers because you had max people saying he's surrounded by garbage and then you're gonna have you know somebody leaking a contract and somebody responding to it and just having leaks and rumors and espionage and i think that that win over the bills the mac comeback delayed things but guess what we're back on track for that Okay, this is this is legitimately hilarious. So Belichick, I mean, this game was just such a tire fire in so many ways. Um, Belichick said when asked a question about something, the officials decided maybe it was the reverse call or some pen. I I forget. Yeah, I apologize, audience. Um, But there was also some question uh, during the pool reporting, um, according to Ben Volan. He tweeted this out a few minutes ago. Referee says he called roughing the passer on the commanders. Remember that? Uh beautiful there was a perfect sack that was called roughing the passer you saw yeah. that one andy yes okay. i did i tweeted out immediately that's we've now all uh borne witness to or, or or we've all bared witness to the worst roughing the passer call maybe in the history of time it was really it was a perfect sack somehow it was <laughs> this is a this is how bad the officials are in sports period let alone the nfl now uh volan tweets out from the pool reporting speaking with the uh, officials representative Referee says he called roughing the passer on the commanders because there was chest-to-chest contact. Ooh, hey now. From behind. Wait, what? He sacked Mac Jones. His chest hit Mac Jones's back, and then they just landed on the ground. Apparently, the defender has to turn himself into an alligator or a crab to avoid the pass. I mean, what so are we spooning doing? is a penalty now. That's it. Hard spooning. You were- Personal foul, hard spooning on the defensive end. Was not a love tap to the quarterback. First down. And you laugh at me when I say we are well on track for flag football. You laugh I, at me. Seriously, no, I don't. So you're, just you're to be th- clear, cuddling there when when people are cuddling, there has to be yep. an official there to throw a flag on the yep. on yep. the bed. 
or yeah, the, the couch, cuddle, whatever it is. Rough cuddles. That's rough that's cuddles. my that's the name I check into hotel. That's my alias, old rough cuddles. This Just, is the direction we're going. This what an absolute. Did you see the Patrick um, Ricard, the fullback from the Ravens? No, he was he was fined for what I can see mm-hmm. is blocking like a fullback. It was a goal line play. Doesn't even make sense to have a fullback anymore. Then you 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 can't, they're making the game horrific because Barmore got one a couple weeks ago that was really bad. So we we all get really angry about the flags. If I'm a player, I'm getting more angry about these uh, FedExes that are arriving during the week that are costing me tens of thousands of dollars in a league where yeah we make good money but not enough money to be given back tens of thousands of dollars every week. Oh, unbelievable! Absolutely. Just unbelievable. Uh, uh, from the morning show, Chris Curtis tweeted out just a couple minutes ago, here's a fun little stat. Mac Jones now has five losses against NFC teams at Gillette Stadium. Tom Brady had six. <laughs> Can we stop Water comparing Mac to Brady? Man. We're not comparing Mac to Brady. We're just comparing stats. And yeah. oh, how the mighty Can we not fallen. do that? Uh, let's go to my favorite place in the world, Cape Cod. Andrew's on the Cape. What's happening, Andrew? What's up, guys? been uh, meaning to call in for a while but um i just i just can't believe how bad this patriots team is right now i mean every time i sit down try think maybe they'll come out with something good put together a decent game but it's just lackluster offense three and out three and out three and out i don't know who put together this team but it's god awful and i don't know bill says he didn't do it i don't know who did i think someone needs to be fired if not now definitely at the end of the season yeah uh, listen it's uh and we thanks for finally calling in we appreciate it andrew give us a call anytime here on the show um uh, a lot of people work to put this mess together and you can tell can we not do that it's bill it's bill like a lot of people do a lot of work he does want you're right andy he does say he did he does want that smoke he said if things don't go well blame me no he doesn't actually because then he never follows through on that he he's kind of a hypocrite in a lot of ways but the reality is, for years and years and years, he got all the credit, right? In Bill, mm-hmm. we trust. Yep. I didn't hear in Bill well, and job, all the people yeah. who help him, we trust. It was in Bill, we trust. So now it's in Bill, we don't trust. As I wrote on our website last week, the mighty Bill Belichick has struck out with this team in every which way. Coaching, team building, management, whatever, because he is the top of the food chain. He wants the 20 to $30 million a year. He wants all the credit. He wants to do all the interviews. And, oh, I'm on CNBC because I'm a great business leader. Okay, well, when it falls apart, it falls at your feet. So I don't want to hear blaming everybody else. This is mm-hmm. Bill Belichick's football team. As, as John Henry once famously said, Larry Lacchino runs the Boston Red Sox. I don't know who was helping what, blah, 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 back then. The reality is Bill Belichick runs the football operation in Foxborough until proven otherwise. And he got all the credit for 20 years. Now he doesn't get any of the blame for three and a half years? That's BS. Uh, Andy, there's a caller, uh, well said, a caller up in the 802, Vermont, actually has a great question, uh, and we'll get to you in one sec, Tom. I just want to sort of lead into it. As the Patriots make their way to Germany this week, you will probably be hearing from a lot of the different players at pressers, international media promoting the NFL and the brand. Obviously, there was a very entertaining game earlier this morning. Chiefs knocked off the Dolphins 21 to 14. I'm sure at some point Bill Belichick, but most especially Robert Kraft, is going to have to address the media and he is going to he's going to ask uh, he's going to be asked a lot of difficult questions. So Tom in Vermont. Uh, leads in here with our final call of the second hour of the Six Rings postgame show with this question. Hey, Tom. 
Hey, guys, how you doing? Awesome show. Thank you. So you're Robert Kraft, and I want to know how the conversation's going to go with Bill. You tell me your input. What's going to be said? Well, what, what I think... What is it? Yeah. Okay. Go. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. I think as as Robert, you ask a question, Bill. Where do you see this going? I would say it just like that. Where do you see this going? And let Bill have. And maybe Bill says, "What do you mean by this?" And then we get back and forth, or maybe he just starts talking. I don't know. But I would, I would lead with questions, and but I would be very, very much ready to make difficult decisions. That that would be my approach whenever. This meeting happens in January or post, you know, regular season. Obviously, it's not going to be a postseason issue. I would ask Bill, where do you see this going right now? Right? Yeah. No, I'm just letting that reality of that sit in. Like, can you please explain this? Because maybe he blows you away with a plan. I don't know. He's still Bill Belichick. He still knows more football than any of us combined over the course of his nearly 50 years in the National Football League. He's won more than anybody. He's made a lot of difficult decisions that ended up working out in the end more than most people. So I would ask questions and allow him to either save his job or put the final nail in his coffin one way or the other. I would I would sort of give him the rope, the knife, the gun, the whole thing, the whole the whole clue board, huh? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. To think we'd be having these kinds of conversations just a few years after the conclusion of the greatest run in professional sports, or at least American sports, if not NFL history. And here we are the infighting, the players, the misery. Uh, you got people all over the place. You got people uh, tweeting out, mocked <laughs> Sarah Marshall at SMarshXO. She's, uh, tw- I, I actually love what she tweeted out. How would you guys feel about this? Hashtag Patriots. With the fifth pick in the first round, tight end Brock Bowers, and round two, quarterback Jaden Daniels from LSU. How do we feel about that, Andy? Sure, some form of it. I just looked at the ESPN headlines, and I really like the look of Stroud lifts Texans with 470 yards and five TD passes. Yeah, that look nice? Did you see that coming? Holy smokes. That looks nice. I'd I'd like to be a part of that. Four and four Texans after they turn it around with two, what, two top five picks or two whatever the hell Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud went like that's that's what I am now looking forward to because I don't know that you have any other options than to look forward to that. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to some of the other games around the NFL and how infuriating they are. Uh, like Minnesota, they make a trade for a quarterback this week. Don't miss a beat. Big win for them. Indianapolis, you're playing them next week. That could get ugly real fast over in Frankfurt in that particular spiel tug like. Just a bad day in every single aspect, way, shape, and form for your New England Patriots today. 617-779-7937 is your number. Wayne, Dave, Tony, Jimmy, and Disby, don't you guys go anywhere. We'll get to your calls. We got Mike Cadlick coming up around 630 here on the postgame show, hopefully 4A after that. Andy's thumbs up, thumbs down, and, of course, the Cars for Kids player of the game. It is the Six Rings postgame show following the commander's defeat of the Patriots here on WEEI.